Hey, 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 it's your girl, So So Lovely. And your girl, Deasia Ali. And we are the hosts of the Bad and Boozy Podcast. Join us every Wine Crush Wednesday as we discuss... Wine, life, and other liquor-related shenanigans. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad and Boozy Pod. And send your drunken wine hotels to Bad and Boozy Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget... The best wine is the one you like. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot. The United States have Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler, you're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious... How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get thrown... Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know... Hello, and welcome to episode 209 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by our returning Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kulunga. What's going on, Sam? Raw still sucks. Uh, still chipper as ever, I see. It didn't it didn't age at all, like in the past few months. It got spoiled. It's like it's like Did I tell you did I tell you guys that I discovered that salad dressing expires? Oh yeah, man. Certainly yeah. does. Found that out the hard way. Oh, sorry it's, about it's that. Just, uh, just like the, just like this for all <laughs> the salad dressing's gone bad. Had no clue. And we're joined tonight by our WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mister Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? How's it going, man? Going good. Um, just a few days away from making sure Brian Kemp. Does it become the next governor of the state of Alabama? Excuse me, of Georgia. I'm tired, but I will be voting. I hope everyone else does. Yes, yes, please. Uh, early voting is definitely the way to go if you still have you still have a few more days in most states to do that. So please, please do that. This is the Wrestlecast. We can be found on the CSPN at www.cspn.us. So, gentlemen, the time has come the most controversial show in the history of the WWE is upon us. Crown Jewel from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia will be taking place Friday at noon. For those of you who are still going to participate and watch this show, I know this has caused a lot of controversy and a lot of people are basically, uh, you know, checking out on this show. But if you're still going to live tweet with us, the hashtag will be hashtag run the jewels cast. So run DA Jules cast for all the people who want to live tweet crown jewel. So before we get into the, who you got, we'll uh, first get Greg, your, uh, your personal opinion on the show. I know we haven't really talked about it. The controversial part here out in the open on the podcast, we've done it behind the scenes on the Patreon, but just, I know we, when it first happened and the alleged, um, problems came up before it was actually you know for sure we had a little bit of discussion but now that everything in the news has come out 
how do you feel that um you know this is gonna hurt the WWE in the long run after they come back from this on uh, Saturday and Sunday and going forward? In the long run, I'm I really have no idea how hard it's gonna be on them as far as um, money wise. I it's sad to say I think there are a lot of fans who they're they're not really gonna care. Myself, I won't be watching. I decide. I decided pretty much after Evolution, I wasn't going to watch any type of WWE programming this week. I just couldn't do it. It didn't sit right with me. Um, I think the people who are diehards are probably going to watch it. But I think what will be even more interesting is you put together uh, this cloud that's over at now and you're going to add Hulk Hogan into the mix, probably more than likely. I think that will will definitely force the hand for maybe people who are persons of color to where they might take a, a step back from it. But I think overall, the fans they'll probably still, for the most part, they'll they'll still continue to to watch the product. It might it might make the the people who are buying ads a little antsy for a while, but. It won't be too much negative blowback. I don't think so from the fans. Sad to say. All right. Sam, you got an opinion on this? I know you've been kind of out of the loop, but you got any thoughts on no. this show? Adding Hulk Hogan to the thing is like adding fuel to the fire. And I'm like, okay, well, what's next? Like a Chris Benoit tribute or something? Or I don't know. It just seems like they just. Uh, the. I've been kind of back and like I've seen some conflicting reports. I've seen some he's in. I'm seeing some he's out. So I don't yeah. know. It's gonna be yeah. Like, I didn't really see much. I just saw like somebody tweet something. Yeah, it's gonna be basically because like, okay. he was supposed to. It was rumored he was gonna show up at the Greatest Royal Rumble too, and he didn't. So you know, kind of take that for what it, what it's worth. Yeah, it just kind of like they're they're just kind of. I don't know. I, I don't know what the correct word is, but they're just like kind of like they're just kind of completely clueless in a way. Kind of. I don't know. They're doing all these things with women's empowerment and all these other things they have going on, and they're just it, it's whatever, man. <laughs> yeah, there are definitely a lot of different agendas working that aren't pulling in the same direction as far as the messaging that they're sending. So you know, uh, like I was telling. Uh, the ladies of the Forever Young cast, we have this group chat going on. The money is never going to be an issue for them anymore. So not watching, not subscribing, that, 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 that's a metric that they don't even subscribe to anymore because they've got to get this billion dollars from Fox. They've got to get another billion dollars from USA. So money is never going to be an issue anymore. It's public opinion. Right. And, and that's the thing, like that's, that's what's going to cloud a lot of people. It's, like a thing where, okay, well, you don't agree with, you know, with their personal politics and well, I mean, with their with the company's politics and you know how they do business or whatever. But as a fan, you're going to continue to watch because it's kind of like you're just kind of used to it. It's like this. Say, it's like the people with the NFL, the people who were like mad at Nike for like hiring Colin Ka- for for having Colin Kaepernick do an ad or whatever. They they're still kind of going to buy this shit because they love them some Nike. Right. So, yeah. So we'll see. Um, it just if they didn't, we thought maybe on the run up. Remember, Greg, we were talking about maybe if the um, the heat stays on up until the show, 
that maybe they'll, you know, have some, you know, second thoughts. Maybe they'll do something different. But once the president kind of came out and was like, hey, you know, I don't see nothing wrong with it. If people who are doing business, you know, want to continue to do business and continue to do business because we're going to operate like nothing's going on, too. Then he took his cue from there and said, OK, if he says it's cool, then we're going to go ahead and and continue to do what we, we uh, you know, signed up to do so. Yeah, it was a done deal at that point. And I mean, it's it's a tough it's a it's a very tough business decision because you've entered into this agreement and you're dealing with a, a country and their head of state to where you rub them the wrong way. That's it. You're done. And that's, you know, it's a lot of money in that particular region. So you don't want the relationship to go sour and you make this agreement. This is why I understand it. But morally, I I can't touch it. I, I can't do it. Once millions of dollars get involved, the first two things that go out of the window are usually humanity and morality. So that's kind of where they are. You know what I'm saying? They got to honor. The, the thing is, they got a contract and they don't want to go back and have to breach that contract because but you know what i think is this is the money that the xfl is is built on is having this money you know being a part of the the financial statement so you know but even if he had to move it to another maybe one of the um the air force bases or something one of the military bases in saudi arabia they're still going to have this show that's that. So we'll talk about the card now. So play a little who you got for this show. So on the kickoff show, they're going to have Rusev versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States Championship. So I'll start with the Raw cast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. Who you got, man? Okay, so just based on the names and stuff like that, not based on anything that they've been doing lately, I'm just going to go Nakamura. Yeah. I think Nakamura is going to get this one as well. G Money, your thoughts? Yeah, champ retains. Yeah, they need to do something to try to heat him up, though. He's just been kind of in idle for the past few months. So hopefully they can uh, figure something out after Crown Jewel to get Nakamura back into a prominent picture. All right, the match that everybody came to see DX, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels versus the Brothers of Destruction, Kane, and The Undertaker. Magnum Prime. Who you got? I mean, if he's going to come back for this, I, I would imagine DX is going to win. I, I would imagine that, so I'll, I'll go with that. All right. DX for Magnum Prime. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? DX as well, only because I know Taker doesn't give two shits about wins and losses. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, I think DX is going to win as well. Then we're going to have the WWE World Cup. The one night eight man tournament. So the opening round matchups are Dolph Ziggler versus Kurt Angle. So we'll start with that match. So Sam, who you got? Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Kurt, just because they're, it looks like they're trying to ride this pony out. So at least give them a couple for a couple of matches. All right, Magnum Prime, who you got? Yeah, I'll go with Angle. All right. Next up, we have Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins. Magnum Prime, who you got? Rollins. Samuel Kalunga? Yeah, also Rollins. All right, I think Seth Rollins as well. Next up, we have Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. Samuel Kalunga, who you got? 
Ray. All right, Magna Prime, who you got? Ray. All right, I'm going to go with Randy Orton because they seem to be giving a push to him right now. In our final first round matchup, we have Jeff Hardy facing off against The Miz. So, Magnum Prime, who you got? Ooh. Uh, I'll take a gamble this time. I'll go with The Miz. All right, Sam. I'm actually going to go with Hardy because I know like they're they're playing this up for you know the, the live crowd. So, you know, they want to pop a crowd. Give it to Hardy. All right, I'm going to go with Jeff Hardy as well. I think yeah, he's always good for the live attraction. Next up for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles, we have The New Day facing off against The Bar with The Big Show. So, Sam, who you got? <laughs> a 17,000 heel turn, I, I see. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah. I have to go The Bar. All right. Magnum Prime, who you got? New Day. Oh. I'm going to go with The Bar. Uh, they they've had, they haven't had the titles for that long, so I think they'll retain for the WWE title, we have Samoa Joe replacing Daniel Bryan, who exercised his power to say, no, I'm not, don't want to be on the show, facing off against AJ Styles. Oh, so that's why they had the match on, on Tuesday, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Magna Prime, who you got? I'm going with Cena 2.0. <laughs> going with AJ. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam, who you got? Yeah, I'm also going with AJ. I want to pick Samoa Joe so bad, but I've been burned the last two times we played this game with him. So, yes, I'm going with AJ Styles as well. And our main event of the evening for the vacant WWE Universal title, Brock Lesnar faces off against Braun Strowman. So, uh, Sam, who you got? I'm going to go with Braun and the Strowman. All right. Magna Prime, who you got? I'm going to go with the guy who's not in the water protocols right now. I'm, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman. <laughs> I'm going to go with Braun Strowman as well. So the Braun Strowman title era starts in uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I think even though a lot of people won't see it, this is probably going to be a really good show. The only thing that could maybe hem it up a little bit is that DX Brothers of Destruction match, and if one Ooh. of these uh, one of these World Cup matches may not hit later once they get to the second round, but the title matches should be pretty good. So, yeah. Again, that's Friday starting at noon or whenever you watch, because I know a lot of you will be working. But when you do watch, if you want to live tweet about it, again, use the hashtag RunTheJewelsCast. That will be our official hashtag for our live tweet of Crown Jewel. Just a reminder, this is there a WrestleCast? Is Barry Corbin calls it Crown Jewel? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. He said that. Oh, it's a slip of the tongue, I'm sure. The WrestleCast can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. So, gentlemen, we had Evolution this past Sunday. Thanks to everybody who came out and supported the hashtag ChinaCast. Thank you to Jupiter Julep for the hashtag nomination that won the poll. So, we started off hot with Trish Stratus and Lita versus Alicia Fox and Mickey James with Alexa Bliss on the outside. 
Trish fires up with right since she follows with a set-out spine buster for a two-count. Mickey James fight ba- fights back and gets a roll up, and then she gets into the ropes for a two-count. Trish escapes, then she hits Stratisfaction, but Alicia Fox makes the save. We get a twist of fate by Lita, and she heads up top, and she hits a moonsault on both Mickey James and Alicia Fox. We get the chick kick by Trish, and Trish pins Mickey James as Trish and Lita get the win. So, I thought this was a good match to open up the show with. Got a lot, everybody on their feet. Nostalgia still is the shit. And uh, Lita looked really good. She didn't almost hurt herself on the moonsault. So, we're definitely, um, you know, happy about that. And Trace looks like she can still go. So, I thought this was a good match. G-Money, you get a chance to uh, check this out? I did. It did start the party off right. Um Definitely. Uh, the veterans, they they still look like they could go, as you mentioned. And, you know, the, the crowd really seemed to be excited about it. The Bella Twins, they're interviewed about the match later on with Nikki and Rhonda. Nikki dedicates her win to Rhonda's mother and promises to win the title. So we have our Women's Battle Royal for a title shot, our contestants in this match are Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Lana, Tori Wilson, Alondra Blaze, Ivory, Molly Holly, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellas, and Zelina Vega. Asuka and Naomi, they work over Tamina, but Naomi gets tossed out. Ivory attacks Asuka as Ember Moon DDTs Nia Jax. Ember Moon then dumps Carmella out, but Tamina attacks. Asuka eliminates Ivory, and Asuka and Ember Moon battle to NXT chance. We get a knee strike by Asuka, but Ember Moon super kicks her, and she dumps Asuka for some sweet revenge. Tamina attacks, but Ember Moon fights back and then gets caught with a catatonic. We get a super kick to Nia Jax. Ember Moon battles back, and the crowd is behind her. Ember works over Tamina. She heads up top and hits the Eclipse. Then Ember dumps Tamina out. So we're down to Ember Moon and Nia Jax. Nia Jax attacks. She tosses Ember Moon around. Ember Moon is on the apron, but she follows with kicks and drags Nia Jax over the ropes when Selena Vega sneaks back in. Vega tries, but doesn't fully toss out Nia and Ember. And Nia Jax is back in, and they battle. Nia Jax press slams to be... um, Selena Vega onto Tamina on the floor, so she's eliminated. Ember Moon attacks Nia, but Nia hits a big spine buster. Then Nia throws Ember out, and Nia Jax is the winner of the Battle Royal, and she will be getting a future title shot. The Sobbing Samoan. You would have really enjoyed this match, Sam, because Ember Moon was the star. I guess I just, something wasn't right, and I don't know, I still can't put a finger on it. Oh, Ember was the star of this match. She no, actually, no. You know, I saw this part. You know, the crowd was really behind her, and then yeah, we were like, nah. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, we pretty much knew that Naya was going to get the Andre or Big Show spot, but as far as just somebody getting over in the performance, definitely Ember Moon. So it, it, it just seems like they're trying to once again they're trying to push this girl that they've already shown twice that they have no faith in. It just seems kind of like, okay, can't wait for you to lose again, but okay. 
We'll see how that works out. Now it's time for the 2018 May Young Classic Final between Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Both women, they battle to the apron, and Tony hits a headbutt and a German on the apron. They go back in the ring, and Tony covers, and she gets a two count. Tony follows up with forearm strikes, and Io Shirai answers back as they trade punches in the center of the ring. Io fires up and pummels Tony, and then she hits a palm strike, and then she runs into a lariat. We get a storm zero, but Io kicks out at two. Io rolls to the apron. She stuns Tony off the ropes, and then she follows up with a 619. We get the springboard sunset flip from Io for a two count. Io follows up with the double knees, and she heads up top. But then Moonsault gets met with the knees by Tony Storm. Tony Storm hits Storm Zero, and she gets the pin. And Tony Storm is your 2018 May Young Classic winner. So, a redemption story for Tony Storm. She lost in the semifinals to Kari Sane last year. This year, she is the winner of the May Young Classic. I thought this was a great match really fitting in to the this year's classic and uh if you listen to the forever young cast yes i've been validated as i wanted tony storm to win from the beginning she was my pick and uh, to the dismay of my co-hosts it all came to be so g money what'd you think about this match man between uh, tony storm and uh, eo shirai were you impressed with uh eo shirai in her first you know big time match in front of the wwe crowd I was. I, I, and I thought uh, both competitors did a really good job. Uh, very good storytelling. And I, it was probably my, my second favorite match of the night. Yeah, they, they really brought it. I, I, I enjoyed that match as well. Next up, we have the Riotita Squad versus Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. The Riot Squad runs wild on Sasha Banks, and Natalia makes the save. Logan dumps Natty, and then more double teams follow on Sasha Banks. Ruby goes up top, and Bailey covers Sasha to save her, and Ruby hits the top rope senton on to both Bailey and Sasha. Bailey gets dumped to the outside, and Sasha kicks out at two. Liv Morgan misses a kick. Ruby and Logan are in, and they miss double teams as Natalia tags back in and runs wild on Logan. And then uh Ruby tags in and Natalia fights her off and slams her on Logan for, and then she does the double sharpshooter. Liv makes the save and uh, they cover for a two count. Liv hits a double stomp and Bailey tags in. Natalia hits a power bomb. Then we get a top rope elbow by Bailey and she follows that up with a suicide dive and Banks then hits the frog splash for the win. So the finishing sequence was pretty cool with the chain moves in a row leading to the Eddie Guerrero tribute from Sasha Banks for the win. Um, I, have a, I have a question. Yes, sir. Having not watched anything in months, the last thing I remember seeing was like Sasha and Bailey going at it. What happened to that? Nothing. They made Nothing. up. <laughs> a fart in the wind. Nothing. God. They made up. Jesus. So. I really hate this company. <laughs> We have our NXT women's title match as we have the champion, Kari Sane, defending against Shayna Baszler. Baszler works a hanging arm lock in the ropes and drops Kari Sane to the floor. Baszler follows and rolls her back in. Kari Sane counters a suplex into a DDT. She heads up top and, Baszler, and, ba- and Shayna rolls to the floor. 
So Kari Sane jumps off with a high cross to the floor. Kari Sane then dumps um, Shayna Baszler into the crowd. Jasmine Duke attacks and Shayna fights her off. Back in, Marina Shafir distracts and attacks, attacks Kari Sane as well. Baszler locks on the Karabuda clutch. Kari Sane rolls through just like at TakeOver and she gets a two count. Then uh, Jessica Duke nails Sane. Do we get the Karabuda clutch by Baszler? Kari Sane fights, but she fades and the ref waves it off. And we have a new NXT Women's Champion in Shayna Baszler. So we've introduced uh, Marina Shafir and Jessica Duke here into the uh, NXT world as they helped Shayna retain her title. So we're getting that much closer to the four horsewomen of MMA versus the four horsewomen of WWE. It's probably about another year away, though, because Duke and Shafir have to get some training. They're just signed to the Performance Center right now. But I thought this was a, a really good match. A lot of people were really impressed by this match, by just how vicious uh, Shayna Baszler was and just how much fight Kari Sane had. Um, Greg, your your thoughts on, on this particular match? Uh, they put together a nice match, but once I saw our homegirls there, okay, I'm like, I already know what the finish is going to be. And that's, a, that's exactly what happened. So it was a, it was a bit anticlimactic for me, but they both performed well. Pretty much everybody's consensus for match of the night was next for the SmackDown women's title and the last woman standing match. The champ, Becky Lynch, defended against Charlotte Flair. Becky lays Charlotte onto the announce table. She climbs the ladder and then she hits a big leg drop and puts Charlotte through the announce table. Becky is up and then she starts pummeling Charlotte. Becky buries Charlotte under chairs and pieces of the table. The ref starts his count, but Charlotte is alive, and she makes it to her feet before 10. Becky is shocked and can't believe it. Becky starts backing off, and Charlotte attacks with a kendo stick, and she gets a spear on the floor. Charlotte and Becky battle on the apron, and Becky eventually powerbombs Charlotte through a table on the floor. Charlotte can't beat the count, and Becky Lynch retains. Yay. Oh, this was a... This was a hell of a match. This was really good. Pretty much like I thought it was going to be, but they actually surpassed my expectations on this one. Anything you'd like to add, G, before we move to the main event? It was it was down near perfect. If that if the first table <laughs> would have would have cracked, it would have been perfect. But that was that was like the only misstep of the, the entire match. Right. And uh, the announcing was kind of weird where, you know, they they do that thing where they're trying to tell you how despicable Becky's been. But the whole time the crowd is going crazy for everything she does. Exactly. Yeah. It was like, uh, you got to give the people what they want. <laughs> really? They did that? Yeah. They're, they're trying to, you know, go with the, you know, Becky turned her back on her best friend and, you know, she used these evil you know, tactics to get ahead insert herself into her match so you know context is king as Eric Bischoff would say main event time Ronda Rousey she faces off defending her Raw Women's title against Nikki Bella Ronda hits a follow away slam and Nikki rolls to the floor 
Rhonda chases and rolls Nikki back in when she gets attacked by Bree. Rhonda tosses Bree over the announcer's table, and once Rhonda is back in, Nikki hits an Alabama slam for a two count. Rhonda misses a charge. She runs into the post, and then Nikki hits the rack attack 2.0 for a two count. Nikki goes to the ropes, but Rhonda cuts her off. She heads up top, and she hits a flying roll into an armbar, and Nikki Bella taps out. So your lasting image is Nikki Bella tapping out. Ronda Rousey successful defending the Raw Women's Champion chip. And then she takes her bow and then she runs up the ramp where all of the women in the WWE, NXT, uh, Raw, SmackDown are all on the ramp. And they all have this basically big, you know, group hug or, you know, they all come out and take a bow on the stage. So. And then they pick Stephanie McMahon up and carry her like a Roman god. No, not quite, but she was in the center of the picture, though, behind Ronda. Of course she was. So, um, all in all, I thought this was an excellent show. I I knew that as far as the performances and the matches that the women would would bring it, and, and they all did. So, I really enjoyed this. Final synopsis thoughts, Greg, your, your final thoughts on it? I second that I enjoyed the show. I would, I would actually like to see them have more than one show a year. I mean, I, I think it, I think it's, it's definitely something that's feasible. So, hopefully, they'll get a, a couple special a year where it'll all it'll be all women's card. They can follow the WrestleCast lead and let them get one like every quarter, like we do with our ladies' night shows. That's a very good idea, but you know you would have to charge them for that. Yes, uh, yeah. something you know. Yes, gimmick infringement, but it is exactly. for sale though. I eat pizza and watch the ball. So, <laughs> I say for the uh, parts that you did watch, um, you know what 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 were your thoughts on it? Besides, you know, you felt a little weird, but as far as uh, matches and things go, well, it just they were all completely out of context because I haven't watched anything, and I was just like, I don't care about any of this. Oh well, just because I haven't seen I haven't seen any lead up, I didn't see anything. It's just two people having a match. They didn't really well, actually, do a lot of build. Lot of <laughs> yeah, they didn't do Was a it? lot. No, they didn't do a lot of build to it. Yeah. They just kind of you didn't miss it. Yeah, you didn't miss much. I, I really because I saw the I saw the uh, the MYC match, and I mean you know that I I really I, I've been singing Io Shirai's praise for a lot, for a very long time. Glad you all finally got to see her. Um. Don't really care for Tony Storm. I mean, I just I just can't get behind her at all. Join uh, Jupiter Julep, Madame Lizette, and Wet Sleep though. They they have the same issues. Cool. So you you're not alone here on the WrestleCast with that thought. There's just something about her I just can't I, I just cannot. All right, so that was Evolution. So that was an awesome show. Thank you again. Like I said to everyone who joined us. Uh, this past Sunday for hashtag ChinaCast shared their commentary with color on evolution. That was a lot of fun. So now we'll shift over to Monday Night Raw. Oh, well, wait, but I, I did. I, I was starting to to watch the uh, the Riot Squad and the other in the other women, but mm-hmm. as soon as Sasha and Bailey came out, I was just like, okay, this is I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you were hoping they were going to be wrestling each other. Nah, yeah, not going to happen. You know. Like, if they had been, like, a, a featured match on there, those two together, yeah, I would have been all in. Yeah, sorry, brother. You're not getting that no time soon because they got the 
uh, have these teams stay together because we got to get these women tag team championships popping at some point. Are they, they going to start trying to push for the? Uh, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming, but it probably won't be till next year though because those girls are still in the performance center in NXT. They haven't been moved up to the main roster. So they haven't made the rooster. All right, <laughs> all right. raw. All righty. Hey, Don, are you anywhere close to uh, where? Are you anywhere close to Charlotte? Yeah, I'm about two and a half hours. So oh, okay. yeah, it would. It, it, it's not that far. It's you know, by the time you stop, you get tired of driving. You're there. So you're closer to Charlotte than I am to like any of the any of the other cities that WWE goes to, like San Antonio or Houston. San Antonio is like a four hour drive. Houston's maybe five. So. Yeah, whenever they have like shows like in other parts, I can't go to them. Uh, luckily, um, they go to three places when they come to North Carolina. They either do Charlotte, Greensboro, or Raleigh. So I live in Raleigh. Greensboro is about mm, about an hour, hour and fifteen away, and then Charlotte's like I said, two and a half hours. So it's not that bad to travel to some of these shows if it's a good card and get enough card. Yeah, like they, it's kind of like here, like whenever any promotion comes here, they do the three-city tour. Um, Dallas, San Antonio, and Houston. Uh, ROH is about to do that next year. In January, they're, they're about to hit all three cities in three days. I'll probably go to the Dallas one, but I don't I don't think I'm going to be doing any driving out there. Alrighty, so Monday Night Raw, live from Charlotte, North Carolina. Boring Corbin is in the ring. He brushes off the announcement from last week and says, eh, life goes on. He's holding the Universal Championship over the over his arm. He talks smack about Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman come down. Brock circles the ring before entering. Apparently, he is going to be in a match for the vacant title on Friday's show. Baron tries to introduce Brock, but Paul takes the mic from him and does his own intro. He gives us a spoiler, guys, write this down, to the upcoming match against Bronny the Strowman. Says Brock will F5 Brownie to become the Universal Champion once again. Uh, Brownie comes down. He informs Mr. Lesnar that he will become Universal Champion at Crown Jewel because Brock is going to get what? Gonna the get hands. hands. All right, so uh, Corbin tries to jump Braun, but Braun power slams Corbin twice. Brock finds the whole thing absolutely amusing. He power slams him a third time, but then Brock attacks Brownie from behind and F5s the monster. Ladies and gentlemen, and Mr. General Manager, you too as well. We live indeed in historic times. Four days from now, history will be made once again when my client, Brock Lesnar, takes that championship back home and places it over his massive shoulders. Now, in order to do that, Brock Lesnar has to beat Braun Strowman. Here's a heads up. This Friday at WWE Crown Jewel, Brock Lesnar will beat Braun Strowman. I'm telling you something in advance. How often do you get that opportunity? How often do you get to know for a fact 100% guarantee history is going to happen this Friday. An unparalleled career of milestones and achievements comes to a head when Brock Lesnar 
defies Braun Strowman to become, once again, your reigning, defending, undisputed, universal heavyweight champion. At Crown Jewel, I am going to become the new universal champion. Because you're gonna get these hands. trying to protect his match at Crown Jewel. No, not again. Now look at Lesnar posing with a championship as Strowman slams Corbin. That's your future. You ready for it? Like Lesnar's amused. The amused Brock is still a terrifying Brock. A third power slam. And look at Lesnar uh -oh. stalking Strowman. Uh -oh. Lesnar going for the F5 by Brock Strowman. And F5 to the monster by Brock Lesnar. Seen Friday at Crown Jewel. It Will could... Brock Lesnar again regain the Universal Championship? If what we just saw is any indication, the Beast Incarnate will once again clutch the Universal title. In the words of Paul Heyman, not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Corey, but Brock Lesnar just F5 Braun Strowman. This is certainly unfamiliar territory if you're the monster among men. You're not used to being manhandled by the Beast Incarnate. But if we just saw it was a preview, they better reinforce the ring before these two titans clash this Friday. This was 15 minutes and 52 seconds. Not quite 20. Yeah, right? <laughs> Almost. So a recap of Dean Ambrose attacking Seth Rollins last week. Uh, let's see, Finn Balor versus Bob. Before the match can begin, Casey Haley of Jodeci comes out to hype Bob up. <laughs> That's Dougie Fresh, man. <laughs> That's another yeah, ego, Dougie Fresh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. Uh, during the match, uh, Leo has the mic and is hyping about Bob. The match ends when Finn goes up for the coup de grace, but then Leo Rush shows Balor off the turnbuckle. After the match, Bob grabs Balor, rams him into the barricade and the ring apron over and over. He throws him in the ring and applies the full Nelson. Leo talks smack to a knockout Balor. Now backstage in the trainer's room, Corbin thanks Bob and Leo for beating up Balor. He says that Bob now officially qualifies for the World Cup at the oppression, oppression occasion, that's what I'm calling it. Uh, Bob is replacing John Cena, according to Corbin. Okay, so they're going to combine the two matches from uh, the two tag matches from uh, Evolution and have a 10 woman tag match. Lita, Trish Stratus, Natalia, Sasha Banks, Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Alicia Fox, who I didn't even 
see. And it wasn't until later on that I, that I recognized that she changed her hair. Alicia Fox and Alexa Bliss. Trish and Sarah Logan start the match. Both teams were very out of sync with each other at first. I think it was because it was mostly Trish and Lita, and they don't have much experience with the new girls. Uh, at one point, Trish and Sasha hit a tandem flying moves on Sarah Logan. I think it was Sarah Logan. Somebody on the ground. It looked like they are about to do the kitten play handshake, but they're interrupted. Uh, the faces hit their moves. Natalia puts Alicia Fox in the sharpshooter. She taps, and that is all she wrote. Let's see here. Uh, Dasha interviews the sobbing Samoan, Nia Jax. She wants to know when she plans on cashing in her title shot that she stole from Ember Moon at the pay-per-view. She says she will take her on after Ronda's next title defense. Ember Moon appears. She's also she's also interviewed. Uh, let's see here. Ember says that she caught lightning in a bottle. Nia says that she is the one who won, and Dasha should interview her. Ember wants Naya to put some respect on her name, so she challenges her to a match tonight. Uh, the Drifter is in the ring. He strums his guitar and talks. Clip from last week of Boring Corbin dismissing the Drifter, and then the Drifter coming back and pulling a Jeff Jarrett on Corbin. Goes to the backstage area, walks to Corbin's office, and plays him a song. The Drifter is in Jump by Ginger Mahal. Corbin comes out and delivers a Henny Youngman-like one-liner, it looks like Ginger Mahal tuned you up. How's that, Don? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that writing. Too. All right. Uh, the Drifter versus Ginger Mahal. The Drifter hits Ginger with the drift away and gets the victory. One time Very for good. Elias. Shout out to Miss Didi Jeanet. Meh. Hey, Didi, what's up? Kurt Angle selfie video. He says winning the WWE World Cup would be the greatest of accomplishments. Would be the greatest accomplishment of his career. Is that some horseshit, Don? Um, his WWE career, maybe that'll be up there highly. Now his like whole life career, of course, you know, he won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I think that would still rank as number one. Right. But yeah, no, yeah, dude, he's won titles and stuff in WWE. He was the uh, Eurocontinental. He was the first ever. You know, no, he was he the first or the second Eurocontinental champion? Or did the Dilo Brown do it, do it before him? No, no, he Dilo only was the European champion. He was never Intercontinental champion at the same. I could time. have swore he he held both belts at one point. No, Dilo Brown has never been a two belt holder in WWE. Huh. Uh, my uh, actually, you're a fan of Jim Cornette podcast. That was the guest on this past week's show. Was Dilo Brown? It's pretty good. <laughs> I, I need to I need to check that out. Yeah, yeah, you will. It's very funny. Uh he talks about uh coming up driving the rain truck and the guy that uh he drove the rain truck with was straight up racist. Oh wow. Yeah, he tells a he tells a funny story about when he finally got fed up with him. I'll have to check that out. Meanwhile, I'm gonna have to it's it's holiday season, so I'm gonna have to stock up on some cornet collectibles. <laughs> yeah, man. Last year last year I got some DVDs. Yeah, like it's more this year. He's got the wrestling gold and all this stuff going out. Yeah, for like wrestling $10. gold is what I got. Like, because like I had wrestling gold years ago, but then um, remember I told you that I had a bunch of tapes mm-hmm. and like, I left them in, in an apartment by accident. That was part of the collection, wrestling gold. He's got the uh, some some Mid Atlantic stuff up too. So if you want some old that, school, that hundred dollar that hundred dollar set, I yeah. still want that. Yeah, I think he's got a, the, the sale on it though. So yeah, listen to the podcast. He goes through and uh, tells you all that good stuff. 
because there is one thing on there that I do want. This, there's one thing that he has. It's uh, that he's running out of copies of. I forgot what it was, but I'll check it out. The restraining order. There's no, <laughs> no, no. He, he has a, this set of DVDs that I was like listening about, and I was like, huh, that sounds interesting. Because I picked up the one, I picked up, I picked up Wrestling Gold, and I picked up another one, but I'll check it out. All right, so the Ascension versus Druden Cable versus the AOP. Everyone goes after the AOP right at the jump. Cable and Rude get the win, but AOP jumps them after the match. What do you think about them with Drake Maverick? It just seems kind of weird. They're not using Drake Maverick to his fullest abilities. They, I mean, he hasn't come out there and cut a promo for him. You know, at least he stopped dressing up like him. So that's a plus. Wait, he, was, he was really doing that. I thought that was just like a Photoshop picture. N- no, that was that was real. <laughs> No, you're 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 got you're a goddamn liar. <laughs> I, I wish I was. I refuse, believe, I refuse to believe. That. I wish I wish it was, but no, that's that was the truth. That was a genuine article. Wow. You never see you never saw Paul Ellering put on the shoulder pads and. <laughs> <laughs> you got a point there. <laughs> All right, so Seth Rollins comes out. He talks about Roman Reigns winning the tag team titles, and getting beat up by Dean Ambrose. He wonders if what he did four years ago could ultimately not be forgiven by Dean. He wants to talk to Dean tonight. He calls him out, Dean's music plays, but there is no Dean. Instead, Dean appears in the crowd, shield style, at the spotlight. Seth invites Dean to come down and face him like a man. Dean says nothing. He says at least when he turned his back on the shield, he had the decency to look him in the eye and tell him why he did it. Dean grabs the mic, looks like he's going to say something. And doesn't. The crowd begins to chant, You sold out. Seth calls him a cold hearted bastard and then a lunatic. Seth tells him to stay right where he is because Seth is going to beat an answer out of him. Dean slowly just walks away as Seth stands there near the barricade, fuming. Uh, Bob and Leo Rush are interviewed by Dasha. I don't know who this person is. They're all Dasha. That was, that, 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 that was Dasha. Really? Yes, she just cut her hair. Ah, okay. <laughs> Leo, speak, uh, Leo speaks for him and says a whole lot of nothing. Uh, the Sabi Samoan versus Ember Moon. Ember attacks Naya immediately. Naya makes a comeback, slams Ember around. The crowd is completely dead. Even when like Ember does like that really sweet diving cannonball onto Naya, the crowd did not give two shits. Was it because it was already late and they wanted to go home or what? I don't know. It's hard to say sometimes, you know, depends on, you know, it's tough to have a match that follows like two talking segments. Yeah, that's true. So Tamina comes down looking like a member of the barge. Both women are distracted, but it's Naya who's able to capitalize and pin Ember. Tamina gets in the ring and stares down Naya and then leaves. So we have our first and only distraction finish. Take a drink, pour up, drink. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, Lucha House Party What the hell is this? Kalisto, Lenzo Dorado, and Grand Metalik uh, I guess You don't watch, two, you don't watch 205 Live If you watch 205 Live You'll be all about some Lucha House Party No, I like the guys individually It's just kind of weird <laughs> I, do hear, I do hear some maracas at, at ringside though Is that part of it? <laughs> sometimes yes 
I like I like how if you ever see them on like a graphic, they use the like in your house font. So oh, really? For the words Lucha House Party. Yeah. Dude, there's some there's some hostess um cupcake thingies that use the in your house font <laughs> on the box. And every time I see it I'm like, oh shit, in your house. Like I'll, I'll have to I'll have to show you I'll have to, I'll have to send you a picture of it when I see one. All right, so Renee Young calls Corey Greaves a hater as he steps all over a Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party wins the match. Corey Greaves has just gotten really, really bad lately. Oh, so bad for no. no the real travesty here is a revival. The the team that was <laughs> yeah, destined to be the Raw Tag Team Champions, and then they had injuries, and now they're out here doing jobs to a two hundred five live team on Raw. Right, but Corey Graves still sucks. He's, he's he's Matt Striker level at this point. Oh no, he's not Matt Striker level. Don't be out here. He's pretty deceiving, no, he's pretty, deceiving I mean, the people like that now. Well, it's a different type. I mean, Matt Striker will like tries to con- tries to talk to you in a condescending way, kind of like I know more than you. Uh, Corey Grace kind of does that too, but not in the same way. He does it about other things. Like if someone has like a verbal slip, he'll fucking call you on it. The dynamic has been a lot less of that since Renee's been on the doing the shows. But yeah, with Coach for sure, they would definitely jump all over Coach. Like, that. He started doing that, and then I guess the other the other guys started doing it to him, and then they all started doing it to each other, and it just got really, really bad. Oh, yeah, it's a much better and a much different dynamic with Renee. It's it's more of the like, you know, more clear where he can be like the heel, and you know make up stuff and then she can come behind him and be like, Oh, Corey, you know, that's not true. So they've got a much better, um, dynamic now with Corey, Michael Cole and Renee, then Cole coach and Corey. I see. All right. So Dolphin drew her in the ring. Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre was the one who calls it crowned you. Uh, he says he's looking forward to the title match. Dolph says he is confused as to why Kurt Angle is saying he's going to win the World Cup. He has always looked up to, up to Kurt Angle, but he says he is going to cement his legacy. No, he is going to cement his legacy by winning the World Cup. So then Dolph Ziggler versus Apollo Crews. Apollo seems like he's on a roll in this match, but Dolph gets the win with a super kick after lifting his knees as Apollo goes for a dive. It's the Undertaker and Kane promo. They're in a graveyard with Shawn Michaels and Triple H tombstones. And that's that. Then Now they're in the ring. Undertaker goes in the spooky promo about the Grim Reaper. Mayor Kane goes for an equally spooky promo, talking about whispers and cries. Kane summons Triple H and HPK to the ring. Taker cuts another spooky promo. They're like the run DMC of spooky promos. They go back and forth. <laughs> Uh, Triple H comes down without HPK. King goes to meet Triple H on the ramp, leaving Undertaker alone in the ring. Shawn Michaels and his ball. What? What? What is this? Yeah, yeah. No, Shawn Michaels balled his head. Yeah. Yeah, he's got no hair at all. Shocking yeah. to you, wasn't? Wasn't it? Was was he? Was his hairline just? Was it just? Was it? Was it Stevie Wonder level, or did he just do it? Well, some people, it was thinning, so I guess before he got to that level, he just decided to just go ahead and take it on off. All right, so uh, Shawn Michaels and his ball head appears behind Taker. HPK super kicks Undertaker. As they celebrate on the ramp, Undertaker sits up. 
Triple H and HBK slowly back up as Tinker's music hits. The lights go down. And that is your Monday Night Raw. This Friday at WWE Crown Jewel, the Brothers of Destruction will take the beaten, battered souls of Degeneration X for the first time and the last time to the fiery gates of hell. It won't be swift. It will be slow, agonizing pain. But that is this Friday. Tonight, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, you're being summoned to this ring right now. So we can take your souls for eternity so that you can never rest in ready gaze of the reaper and the big red machine yeah so another three hours of uh okay programming mostly lackluster but you know it had its spots Paul Ziegler and Apollo Crews was the main event <laughs> well, it I would was... rather have seen Nia Jax versus Ember Moon that would have been a much better uh, main well, you know, the main event spot, the main event, the last match, I guess, yeah. 
But of course, Kane and Undertaker and HBK, and that was the main event. That's what everybody came to see. Charlotte actually got a pretty good selection of people. Uh, they got Brock, they got Braun, they got DX, they got Undertaker and Kane. Not bad. Yeah, they got Trish Stratus and Lita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a they got a pretty good selection of uh, performers. So if you went to that show live, you got to see some nostalgia and some new stuff. So. Oh, and Tamina as well. Who I always, I always go up for Tamina. Yes, yes. She's been back for like two weeks now, so good to see Tamina back. I'm glad that she doesn't have like a broken nose because when Nia Jax tossed Selena Vega out of the Royal Rumble, she tossed. She was trying to throw her onto Tamina, like so Tamina could catch her. And uh, yeah, Selena Vega's knee hit Tamina all up in the face and nose. Dang. Yeah, it looked like I, she I might have a broken saw. nose. It was Tristan as a somebody. I don't know if it was Sarah Logan or Alexa Bliss or somebody. Was she hit somebody and they landed face first, and it looked, it looked and she was holding her face for a while. I was like, that did not look good. So I will step up and take over the SmackDown duties for Miss Didi Jone this week, as she is still over in Deutschland. So she will be. I've been following the pictures. I've been um, on on the on the book face. <laughs> so she will be returning next week with lots of tales of her shenanigans so i can't wait to hear what she got into over in deutschland so we'll be looking forward to dd returning next week so smackdown is coming to us this week from atlanta so of course we start with a j styles aj calls out daniel bryan aj says he has something to tell daniel Styles says he feels he needs to apologize for last week Daniel Bryan says it's cool because he respects AJ and they are fighting for the same thing. Daniel says all he sees right now is the WWE Championship and it's all that kept him fighting to come back. And now AJ stands in the way of him reaching his final dream. Nothing personal, but he's taking the title from AJ on Friday. Styles is actually sorry because last week was no accident. He made the kick Daniel Bryan. Nothing personal, but I look forward to doing it again. Daniel isn't shocked and doesn't lie and wants to hit Styles right now. AJ says they don't have to wait until Friday. He will defend the title right now. Shane McMahon arrives. He makes the match for tonight and says it will happen right now. So we have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. AJ Styles springs boards in. Bryan counters and gets an arm bar. AJ Styles fights, but Daniel Bryan gets the yes lock. AJ fights and rolls and he is trapped into a triangle. Styles powers up into the Styles Clash and then transitions into the Calf Crusher and Daniel Bryan fights for the ropes. But Daniel Bryan eventually has to tap and AJ Styles retain. Both men, they celebrate post-match when Samoa Joe attacks and he beats the shit out of AJ Styles. The Coquina Cups follows when Daniel Bryan makes the save until Samoa Joe clips his bad leg and then chokes out Daniel Bryan as well. Daniel on the move. Styles trying to keep the pace. Out Daniel Bryan. Oh, kind of a drop kick. Picture perfect drop kick from the WWE champion. Here comes Styles. Oh, and Styles went for a forearm smash to the outside. Daniel Bryan on the move. Look out. Suicide dive. Styles into the barricade. 
There is no way Daniel Bryan survives. All the damage done to the left knee. And now it is Bryan who is in serious peril. Daniel Bryan trying to the bottom rope to break the submission. between two incredible athletes for the richest prize in the game, the WWE Championship. Congratulations, AJ Styles. Oh, oh my God, where Samoa Joe come from? Samoa Joe is here in Atlanta. You know, there's no shortage of history between Joe and Styles. Samoa Joe smashing the WWE Champion after a grueling match. Samoa Joe, relentless here. Oh, no. Coquina clutch. Styles is exhausted already. Samoa Joe, just relentless on the WWE champion. And now Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan coming to the aid here of AJ Styles. Thank goodness for Bryan. Joe picked the leg. Samoa Joe picked the wounded leg of Daniel Bryan. And it's now going to work. Oh, and now Daniel Bryan, it's his turn to go to sleep in the Coquina Clutch. Let him go. Let him go. Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles just had a physically draining WWE Championship matchup. Yeah, but Byron, there's not that much mystery to unfold here. Samoa Joe has made no secret. He desires to be WWE Champion more than anything in the world. So, really good TV match between AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Uh, this is the way that they get Daniel Bryan off of the Crown Jewel show, but still deliver the title match between him and AJ Styles. Much uh, better booking of how to get somebody out of the show than they did for John Cena. And then, uh, of course, Samoa Joe comes in. At, yeah, and uh, Samoa Joe comes in at the end to kind of reestablish himself. So, uh, this was a really good opening segment to the show page is backstage she praises charlotte for her match at evolution page wants charlotte to captain the smackdown women at survivor series but charlotte doesn't think that she's the right woman for the job page gives her a pep talk and charlotte said that she will consider it we have big e and cesaro in a tricker street fight so of course you know we always have a what yeah a tricker street fight so we have, you know, our, we always have a themed, you know, holiday, Halloween type of uh, street fight. So this year it's between Biggie and Cesaro. Uh, they and, really, they really need to make the the SmackDown before Halloween. They really need to make it into like a Halloween Havoc type show. That would be great. Yeah, that would with be kind of cool. With the, with the inflatable demon and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, the New Day, they come up. They come out dressed up as the brood. So it was really cool. Big E was Gangrel. Uh, Xavier Woods was Edge. And uh, Kofi was Christian. So that was really cool. Now this only counts if they call it Mysterious Red Liquid. <laughs> Big E suplexes Cesaro onto the pumpkins. Sheamus cuts Big E off. But Big E sends Sheamus through a table. Big Show attacks Kofi and Woods. 
but he gets sprayed in the face with the red liquid. Cesaro looks right. for the neutralizer, but Big E missed Cesaro in the face with the red liquid. Then Big E hits the big ending, and Big E gets the win. So, yes, they, they, they went all the way with the brood gimmick, so it was awesome. Shane meets with The Miz, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, and um, Jeff Hardy about the World Cup to determine the best in the world. They trade cliche sound bites about wanting to be the best. Shane wants one of his guys to win, and if they fail in the finals, they won't have a home on SmackDown. AJ Styles meet with, meets with Paige in the back, and he says that he wants Samoa Joe at Crown Jewel, and Paige grants him the match. Next up, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus R-Truth. This was supposed to be Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Perfect Ten, uh, Ty Dillinger, but Ty Dillinger uh, broke his hand, so he was out of the match. Nakam- you can only cut the five. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Nakamura cuts off R-Truth with a couple of head kicks. Then we get a knee strike for a two count. Truth counters the reverse exploder, but Nakamura cuts off Truth and finishes him with the Kinsasha. So, Shinsuke Nakamura is your winner. Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, is here. She's sporting a I Am The Man shirt. Becky Lynch smiles as she reminds us that she won at Evolution, and she went through hell, and she kept getting up. She's the last woman standing, and everyone knows that she's the rightful main event. She proved that she um, she proved her claims of being the man by beating Charlotte Flair. She mentions her upcoming match with Ronda Rousey and that Rousey had her opponents beaten even before the match, but she can't do that to her. She's not here to cosplay or shield a reality show. Becky says that she's here to rip Ronda's arm off. I won. I was folded up like an accordion on a stack of chairs, beaten with a candlestick, put through a table, but I got up again. That's right, I am the last woman standing. And when evolution was over and all was said and done, there is only one woman who everyone knew was the rightful main event. And that was me. Ah, beating Charlotte Flair, the most decorated woman in WWE history, proved I am the man. And that goes for the SmackDown locker room and the Raw locker room too. And that's right, if I have to go over there and slap the heads off every single one of them, I will. But what's next? What's next for the biggest superstar in all of WWE, the champ, Becky Lynch? Oh, you want Ronda? You want Ronda? You want the infamous Ronda Rousey? Ronda, you call yourself the baddest woman on the planet, but what planet? Because every single woman that you've stepped in the ring with was already beaten before the opening bell. But that's not how I'm built. I have traveled the world to smash people like you. So let me get this straight. 
I didn't come here to cosplay or talk about a reality TV show. I'm just walking into Survivor Series to rip your arm off. You think Becky Lynch is focused? You think Becky Lynch is ready? What a collision is in store at Survivor Series. Champion versus champion. Lynch versus Rousey. Becky Lynch has been killing it since uh, SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. I'm really impressed by Becky Lynch. She's really, I really changed my, my mind about her. Like, I always like, I used to be like, she's such a doof. Yeah, you, yeah she used to be, um, she's, for a long time, she was a joke, a running joke on this show. But can't joke on yeah, Becky anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we can't <laughs> joke on Bex anymore, man. She's killing it. Oh, no, I love her. She's great. Samoa Joe cuts promo. He tells AJ Styles that he should have he should have known he wasn't done with him yet. Everything is not okay. And now he gets to write their final chapter and Joe will become the WWE champion. We get our main event of the evening, Ray Mysterio and Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton and the Miz. Ray flies in and runs wild on the Miz. We get a DDT and that gets two count. Miz cuts Ray off with the bat breaker net breaker combo for two count of his own. Ray counters the, cold, the skull-crushing finale. Jeff Hardy tags in, and Ray follows with the Hurricane Runner. Jeff hits the dropkick. Ray hits the 619. The swanton bomb from Jeff Hardy finishes the miss. After the match, Randy Orton dishes out RKOs to all three men, Miz, Ray, and Jeff, to stand tall. Hardy trying to will himself up using those ropes. Hardy trying to get himself to his corner. Comes the Miz, Miz to meet Mysterio. Seated senton. And the king of Lucha Libre is ready to go. Oh, oh. right on the cheekbone of Miz. There goes the moneymaker. Miz got a taste of this last week on SmackDown Live. Sends Ray. Oh, hard across the ring. Mysterio gets the boot up. Oh, oh. DDT. Mysterio scrambles into a cover, hooked to the leg, kick out by Miz. Wait a minute, wait for the boot. Now Mysterio trying to put away this matchup, went for a pinfall attempt. Wait a minute, look at Ray. Oh, look at this, Miz countering. Oh, and Ray, Ray with a counter. Miz nearly landed a skull-crushing finale, but here comes the enigmatic Jeff Hardy. And now Hardy tries to roll into a cover. Oh, look at this. Wait a minute. Into the corner. How's that for teamwork? Yeah, great tag team continuity. Oh, poetry and motion. Courtesy, courtesy of Mysterio and Jeff Hardy. Men him on the side of Hardy and Mysterio now. Now Mysterio sending Miz to the ropes. Oh no! Look out your phone. Get ready to dial it up. Six one nine. Oh wait a minute! No, go to the top. Swanton bomb! This could be it! Hardy Legal! Hardy and Mysterio win! Here are your winners! Oh, no! RKO! Oh, and another! Good grief! There are no friends come finally at Crown Jewel! Just the way Randy Orton likes it! From out of nowhere.
No one is safe. I really enjoyed this episode of SmackDown. SmackDown is really enjoyable to watch. It's an easy watch, and they make it fun to watch. So I thought this was a really good show. Like I said, a really good way to get Dave Bryan off of the crown jewel, but also deliver the championship match. So, um, you know, the New Day dressing up as the brood, that was fun. So I thought this was a really good SmackDown. Uh-huh. This edition of the WrestleCast is being brought to you by the good folks over at Blue Apron. Head over to blueapron.com through cspn.us. Head over to Blue Apron, and then there you can sign up to get pre-packaged uh, meals sent to your house. Uh, you can pick your own menus. You can also, um, you know, how often you want them to be sent to your house. You can basically... Anything that you want to eat, uh, if you're vegetarian, if you're trying to diet, um, if you want, you know, a little bit more meaty choices or healthier choices, fish, chicken, all of the things you can decide. And once you do that, Blue Apron will be sending these items to your house and then you can have meals that you prepare in 30 to 45 minutes. And Blue Apron is also offering $30 off your first purchase when you sign up today. So go to cspn.us, click on the tab that says keep our podcast free, scroll down to Blue Apron and sign up to start getting fresh meals delivered to your home today. So we'll go into our final review. We have NXT as we have our first matches between Mercedes Martinez and Nikki Gross. Mercedes Martinez. Is she officially signed or? I don't know if she's officially signed or if this was kind of like a holdover from the uh, May Young. Oh, because it'd be filmed a while back, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mercedes, she, she was up on. She was on. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, she was on the uh, not the last sh- Shine Show, but the one before that. She was like, she was uh, going for the title and she lost. And I don't know if she's a. I don't know if she's been back on the show yet or not. Gotcha. Well, Mercedes hits two backdrop drivers, and then she hits a release German. She hits a running knee and she goes for the fisherman buster. But Nikki manages to counter that until a swinging net breaker. Nikki then hits the purge and Nikki Cross is your winner. Candice LeRae, dressed in all black like the Omen, comes out and questions Nikki Cross. She wants to know why she revealed that Johnny Gargano was the attacker. Nikki just laughs in her face. Candice wants to know why she's messing with people's lives. Nikki leaves and just continues to smile. As Nikki reaches the top of the stage, Alistair Black walks out, backing Nikki away. Nikki goes the other way, and Alistair Black heads towards Candace. Black seems to ask where Johnny is, and Candace says he's not here. Alistair Black comes back to say that Johnny's future in NXT is gone. We have the Mighty Don't Kneel, the Aussies versus the Street Profits. Dawkins hits the spinning stinger splash and tags in Montez Ford. Thorne takes out Dawkins and they trip up Ford. That sets up a sit-out powerbomb suplex combo on Ford, but Dawkins makes makes the save. Dawkins hits the sky high on Miller, but Thorne breaks up the pin. Ford ends up on the apron. He fights off a suplex. Montez Ford leaps to the top and delivers a frog splash, and the Street Profits get the win. Backstage, William Regal is interviewed by Kathy Kelly. He announces that Tommaso Ciampa will defend his title against Velveteen Dream at TakeOver War Games. Aleister Black comes up to uh, Stephen Regal 
to find out where Johnny Gargano is. Rigo says he gave Johnny the night off, but Black will face him at TakeOver. Alistair says Johnny's future in the company will fade to Black. Outside, Laura Sullivan is destroying property. An interviewer, interviewer asks him what's wrong. Laura is pissed that the NXT title shot isn't his, and he says that he'll rip Dream in half before the match and take his spot. Luke Menzies versus the debuting Matt Riddle. Menzies wears Riddle down with a gin lock. Riddle gets free, hits a creative kick, and he nips up. He misses a PK. He lands on his feet on a missed moonsault and goes right into a senton. The PK connects, followed by the knockout knee, followed by MMA elbows and the bro mission. And Matt Riddle is a winner in his NXT debut. No, this only counts if there was a bro, bro, bro chant. Oh, there was. Right. It, okay, cool. It comes up on his uh, it comes up on his little I, Titantron thing too, King of the Bros. I completely, I completely approve them. <laughs> we get clips of Shayna Baszler winning the NXT Women's Title with the help of her fellow horsewomen. Kathy Kelly caught up with them after the match. Shayna again says that she lost in Brooklyn, not that she got beat. Kari Sane tries to come over and fight, but she's uh, hurt and held back by a referee. Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan versus Humberto Carrillo and Raul Mendoza. Mendoza hits an enziguri in the corner on Birch, but his second attempt leads to a hip toss into the corner by Birch. We get a tag to Oni Lorcan, who hits Carrillo with a running uppercut. We get the elevated DDT by Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, and they get the win. Backstage, the Undisputed Era talking smack about being on top of the world and having Bobby Fish back. As Adam Cole starts to talk, he gets pulled through the curtain and attacked. It's the War Raiders. The War Raiders throw all four members of the Undisputed Era around. Adam Cole is thrown into a structure. The fight moves outside where we see people eating. The War Raiders lawn dart Adam Cole into a trailer, just like Rey Mysterio back in the day. They launch Bobby Fish over a table. They slam Kyle O'Reilly onto a table. Roderick Strong arrives with a trash can, and he uses that to help turn the tide. Ricochet then runs on the scene and leaps off the table to wipe out everybody. Ricochet and Adam Cole reignite their rivalry. Ricochet is thrown into a guardrail while Bobby Fish whacks Hanson with a trash can lid. Bobby Fish is then slammed into a garage gate. Kyle O'Reilly is thrown into that same gate as well. Raymond Rowe beats on Roddy and the battle comes back into the arena. Rowe launches Roderick Strong over the guardrail and into the ringside area with a hip toss. Ricochet and Cole have made it to the ringside area as well. Bobby Fish uses a chair to neutralize Hanson, and the Undisputed Era are back in control, beating on their three opponents. That's when Pete does music hits, and the UK champion comes out with the chair. He hits Adam Cole. He slams the, uh, Adam's Cole hand uh, with the chair before throwing the chair at Kyle O'Reilly. Ricochet sends Ryder at strong packing, and Rowe slams Roddy. Um, William Regal comes out to tell them that this fight won't happen this way and they can finish it at War Games. So that's going to be your War Games match. It's going to be the Undisputed Era versus the War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunn. So that's nice. how your NXT ended for this week. So, yeah, that was a really good angle, man. That was a really good brawl. They were really going for it, man. They fought for about seven minutes seven or eight minutes and for the war raiders to not like get blown up doing all that while brawling that's pretty impressive 
So, anything that you'd like to add, Sam? That you, that uh, you, you know, before I give you your chance for shout outs and thank you. Uh, well, just uh, really quickly. Uh, oh no, another thing to add about the shows. Uh, but I guess I'll do. I guess I'll say my. I guess I'll say my piece on the shout outs. Go ahead. Shout outs and thank yous. So shout out to Lady Nikki, of course, or as she's now known, Latina underscore Latte on Twitter. Um, let's see. Shout out to you, Don, for having me. Let me come on here. Yeah, let's see here. I guess that's it for that. I just wanted to let everybody know that uh, the homie Asia Pereira was on a recent Evolve show. It was a four-way match. Asia Pereira, Dimension to Rose. Uh, why? Why am I blanking on her? Uh, why am I blanking on her name? She was. She was on the Mae Young Classic. Uh, Kelly. Anyway, I can't think of her name right right now, but she's like a page knockoff. Anyway, uh, and her and uh, Kira Hogan had a nice four-way match at a recent Evolve show, so good to see Asia Pereira out there doing her thing. And she's also, tomorrow, which, uh, depending on when you hear this, okay, well, on Friday, she'll be uh, going for the Nova Championship at Shine Wrestling against Candy Cartwright, so check that out. Shine 54. And it looks, and I think that's about it. All right. I want to thank Sam for joining us tonight. I'd also like to thank our broadcast, excuse me, WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime, for joining us as well. Uh, since I was on the show last week, I'd just like to thank everybody who has, you know, listened to the WrestleCast for the last four years. If you've tweeted us, listened to one episode, participated in a live tweet, uh, retweeted uh, one of the episodes when it came out, we greatly appreciate everything. Uh, that you guys have done to help, you know, build this community. And uh, hopefully we provided you with four years of great entertainment and hopefully we can continue to do so in the future. Uh, while I have Sam here, I'd like to direct all of y'all who are big into the Monday Night War uh, time of wrestling attitude air time Monday Night Nitro that they have an exclusive Patreon only podcast, Sam and Quintessential R, where they review the uh, Monday Night War uh brawls and nitros so they start at the very first episode of nitro and they're working their way through so go check them out over on patreon.com forward slash cspn media so yeah like don't let wwe romanticize the shit it was somebody was pretty bad a lot of it was pretty bad (laughs) so go check them out over on patreon for their thoughts um check out our patreon page in general support our sponsors as well Shout out to all the WrestleBays, all the members of the Glow, uh, Jade to the Max, Madame Lizette, What Sleep Though, Jupiter Julep. Uh, listen to the Forever Young cast. We've got one last episode coming out uh, this weekend, so check out check that out. Better look out for that. New Japan fans, uh, this Saturday, Power Struggle is going to take place. We're going to have uh, Jericho defending his IWGP United States Championship against Evil. So that should be pretty fun. Plus, we're going to have the finals of the Junior Tag League uh, tournament. So uh, that should be really fun. Remember to use the hashtag cast a strong style when you're watching and live tweeting that as well. And like I said, on Friday, starting at noon, use the hashtag run the jewels cast to share your commentary with color on the crown jewel event. So or watch uh, shows that actually empowers women. Evolve, uh, shine, 
four. That, that as well. So on that note, for Samuel Kalunga and Magnum Prime, I'm Don DeLorente. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Last week, I became Raw Tag Team Champion for the third time. But I'm also feeling kind of sad because I should be out here celebrating that with my friend, with my partner, with my brother, Dean Ambrose. That's impossible because Ambrose turned his back on me, turned his back on the shield, he turned his back on all of us. And uh, if I'm being honest, that makes me feel a little guilty because I, I've been wondering all week if maybe that wasn't my fault. You know, maybe, maybe what I did four years ago, Ambrose just couldn't forgive that. Maybe he held that inside. Maybe he let it fester and maybe he lashed out. Maybe it was a wrong place, wrong time, wrong person situation. Nah, I don't know. I feel frustrated. I feel confused. And the only person who has the answers is Dean Ambrose. problem with that is Dean Ambrose is the kind of guy that if he doesn't want to be found, he's not going to be found. So I didn't call, I didn't text because one thing I did know for sure was that I could find Dean Ambrose here tonight. So Ambrose, I am asking you as a friend, as a brother, come on out here and tell us why. You wanted the spotlight, Dean? It's all yours. Come down here and have it. Okay, all right. So last week you turned your back on the shield. This week you mocked the shield. Look, I don't want to know why from all the way up there. Why don't you come down here, get in this ring, face me like a man, and give me the answer I deserve. Come on, Ambrose. You know what? You know what? At least when I put the knife in your back, I had the decency to stare you in the eye and tell you why I did it. So walk down those stairs. I know you know how to do it. Get in this ring and face me like a man. emotional night in the history of the shield you spat on us on everything we stand for a night when roman leaves to battle leukemia and you make it all about you somehow 
some way you make it all about you, Ambrose. You know what? You want the spotlight. You want it so bad. You selfish son of I swear. You want it so bad. Well, you got it. Because I am fixed on you for as long as I live. And I am going to make your life a living hell. Hey, you know what, man? Maybe it wasn't just a nickname. You really are a soulless lunatic. All right, you don't want to come down here. You don't want to come down here. Then you stay right there. I'll come up there and beat an answer on it.